Hello, and a very big welcome to the Big Vag Energy Podcast, where we serve up candid conversations that matter to women about women. I'm Alex. My co-host Chess and I use this platform to explore the realities, frustrations, and success stories of females in the 21st century. Today, I'll be interviewing Nadia Barbosa, co-founder of Tandem Experiences, which is a women-led, purpose-oriented company making date night easy. It's a date planning app that bundles the best local events in Toronto with great foods and activities so that couples can focus on spending quality time together instead of sweating the details. Nadia has an extensive background in business strategy and marketing, particularly within the food and beverage industry, which further fuels her passion for travel and exploration of hidden gem restaurants around the world. As a driving force behind Tandem Experiences, she's committed to tackling complex challenges related to date night, allowing couples to enjoy unique experiences in the vibrant city of Toronto. I wanted to bring Nadia onto the podcast here today to talk to her about entrepreneurship and building a business from the ground up alongside the obstacles that come with that. But I also really wanted to talk to her about her business concept, which I feel is just such a helpful tool for both women and men who are in the early stages of dating or already are in an established relationship and want some inspiration around curating a really fun and unique date night experience. I don't know about you guys, but going to the same restaurants or cocktail bars gets really dry, really boring real fast, and I'm all for shaking things up. But equally, the effort that it does take to do that research and that planning can be so exhausting, and we're all deprived of time, which makes it super easy to deprioritize planning and stick to those staples settling for the same old routine. So I'm going to chat to Nadia about the concept behind Tandem and how it works on top of what she discovered during her market research around people's approaches and behaviors, their views on date planning. There are some findings that her and her team uncovered that I think you guys are going to find quite interesting. Hi, Nadia. Hi, Alex. How are you good doing? You. Yeah, good to see you. <laughs> it's, guys, we've had a, a bit of a uh, rough start today trying to get the tech set up, but we are here. We made it. We did it. We figured it out. We yeah. have a workaround. Yeah, exactly. And we're in person. This is the first time I've actually done oh an gosh. in-person interview. Really? Yeah, everything has been remote, so this is really refreshing. I'm so flattered to be the first. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh Nadia and I met quite quite a few years ago. Yeah, I'm didn't trying to think we? back how long it's been. Probably over 10 years. Probably through mutual friends. And um, we reconnected recently because uh, I had seen what you've been doing with Tandem and wanted to see how you're doing. And I was just so blown away. And I felt like we just needed to share this with our Big Badge Energy community. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And I likewise love what you're doing with the podcast and just bringing a lot of awareness to this community and really glad to be reconnected. We've had a lot of great times in the past together too. I was just thinking about one of our previous trips to Blue Mountain and then Vegas. Yeah, oh my gosh, (laughs) Vegas. (laughs) Feels like years and years ago, but that was so much fun. Yeah, we used to do, um, I used to do an early, an early a uh, annual Vegas trip with a group of girlfriends in our I don't know mid twenties probably, and you came one year, and yes. yeah, it was it was a time I like don't know that I could still do a trip of that 
caliber is probably not the right word, but well, just like <laughs> the stamina alone, like we're planning uh, Oshiega this year and there's oh, no fine. way I can do all three days. We're just picking two. And even then it's just like, I just don't have the stamina as I, I used to when I was younger. No, no. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. For those that don't know, Oshiega is a very popular music festival that takes place in Montreal every year. It's it's fantastic. I, I recommend checking it out if you're not familiar. Um, okay, great. So I want, yeah, let's chat about, about Tandem and yeah, this business that you in. started. I think uh, everyone's going to be really interesting to hear about it. Date planning apps. I've not seen anything like that in the market before. I think it's such a smart idea to, uh, yeah, get into that area. So where did the idea to create this date planning app come from initially? Yeah, well, it's it's funny you say that because it's almost like we're creating a little bit of a new category. Um, so the idea of Tandem was, it really came out of the fact that there's so much support when it comes to finding love, right? Mm-hmm. There's 8,000 dating apps globally to yeah. help people find love. There's reality TV shows to help people find love. Uh, There's singles events and there's not really anything. Once you found love, it's like, okay, what's next? You have to plan a date. You have to impress your partner, but there's not really any support. So the idea of tandem uh, is kind of twofold. It's really to support those that are looking to plan really unique and memorable date experiences and to also introduce people into discovering new local hidden gems. Uh, We work with a number of community partners, both in the restaurant space, as well as the arts and culture space. And we're really looking to support these vibrant sectors and to bring more, you know, uh, accessibility and discoverability to them. 1000%. And so was this something that you and your business partner, Mary Ellen, we'll come to her in a minute, Mm -hmm. but is this something where you both had been talking to friends and recognized that there was a gap in the market when it came to date planning? Or was there an experience that you had that made you think, wow, we really need to create something that doesn't currently exist? Mm -hmm. How did that come about initially? Yeah, so uh, that's a really great point. I think for me and my business partner, Marielle, we both met our partners through a dating app. For me personally, I had been on so many bad dates through the dating apps where a lot of the dates that I had gone on just lacked so much thought and kind of felt like I was on a job interview for it. I'm being honest. So one of the big green flags that I experienced when dating my now husband is he really took the time to get to know me and then he curated a date based on what he thought I would like based on my interests. So that was kind of like one aha moment that Mm -hmm. I personally experienced, which kind of led to building tandem experiences. And then simultaneously, my uh, co-founder, Marielle, she had been working in the art space and building a recommender system that uses people's interests to recommend different arts and cultural experiences just to, you know, bring more new audiences to that sector. So that's sort of the different angles that we came at it. And of course, we spoke with so many different people and, you know, friends and focus groups and surveys, and we were kind of hearing the same things that it's, it's really challenging to plan a date. A hundred percent. And I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, even myself, when I've set up dates and 
you know, sometimes you're in the position on a dating app where the other individual isn't really, uh, let's say, taking the initiative to plan something where I had, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I had my typical dates with my spots that were preferred that I knew, okay, we're just going to repeat going to these oh spots gosh. for the first, second date. That's so funny because <laughs> I have I feel like I've been on the receiving end of those and I'm like, okay, this guy has clearly brought other girls to this exact same date. I am the guy in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's hilarious. But yeah. I mean, it makes sense because planning a date takes a lot of time and effort and energy. So you kind of default to, hey, this is familiar. I know it's it's tried and tested. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. So, okay. How did you land on Tandem Experiences as the name of the business? Mm, I love this question because it was a little bit of a journey and it had gotten to the point where we had started building out this idea and we wanted to build a website and we were ready to launch the website and we're like, we have no business name and we need to buy a domain. So, As we were sort of building it, I basically kept a note on my phone of a long list of different name considerations. And I'm not going to lie, there is definitely some bad ones out there looking back now. (laughs) There's one that, I mean, low-key, I kind of really like. It was, uh, the idea was Pomplamoose. I was, I don't know why, but I really liked the French name. Mm. Um, And then the other one that I really liked was Rendezvous. And the feedback that we heard from our uh, focus groups was that sounded too much like a dating app when, in fact, we're a date planning app. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would come up with these ideas when I was walking my dog or in the shower, you know, typically where you have your best. Shower always where you have your best thoughts. Best oh, yeah. Ideas. Eureka moments always in the shower. So mm-hmm. I would like, you know, exit the shower and be like, I have a great idea. And I would add it to the list. And basically what happened was I would send this list to uh, my business partner and then our advisors and they would get feedback and say, oh, we like this one or we don't really like this one. And Tandem Experiences made the shortlist, and uh, it was available as a domain, so that was also really great. We purchased it, and the rest is history. But we love the representation of Tandem uh, as a word and what it means to the business. So there's a couple of actual uh, definitions of Tandem that I just wanted to share, and then also how it relates to the business. So the first definition is... It is working in conjunction with one another. So what's great about that is it ties the human connection and also different multiple components, uh, which is sort of the formula of how we build state experiences. The second definition of tandem is, I think what people typically think of when they hear tandem is a tandem bicycle. So a bicycle with seats and pedals, right, for two people. So it's basically a couple doing an activity together. Oh, I love that. And then the third, which I think is most representative of Tandem Experiences as a business solution, is it's a relationship between two people involving a cooperative action. So I think this actually really represents the future of Tandem Experiences. Right now it is for singles, new couples, existing couples, long-term couples. So it has that sort of romantic relationship, but it doesn't need to be. It can evolve into, you know, going out to experiences with your friends, with your coworkers, mm-hmm. with your family. So I really love that sense of relationship and an activity that you share together. I love that as well. And I, I also like how you have experiences built into there because 
I mean, yeah, you're you're creating new experiences, new memories. I like that as an added word in there. Thank you. Yeah, great name. It might be a good opportunity uh, to go over what the app is and how it works just for yes, our listeners. I think that would be great. So walk us through how you use the app. Sure. Yeah. So it's uh, a new mobile application that makes date night planning simple for, as I mentioned, singles, couples, uh, whoever's really intending to use it. So the way that it works is it's a free application. It's uh, now available on the app stores as well. You sign up for an account and you onboard by completing a really quick questionnaire Um, which lets our AI algorithm know what your interests are. So it takes all of that in consideration, and then you get instant access to our library of curated date experiences, and we outline everything for you. So uh, we recommend five personalized recommended experiences every day, and it includes a video trailer so you know what to expect of the event. We've got the journey map so you can see all of the pit stops. And then you also have the timed itinerary with, you know, uh, here's the timing consideration that you need for component A, whether that's a restaurant or a performing arts event. Here's the time you need for travel. So we really think of all of the components as it comes to uh, planning a really unique and memorable date which I really appreciate as an event planner. I feel as though you've hit all of those details that everyone needs support with. You've made date night easy and and Well, that's our slogan. (laughs) Date night made easy. easy. There you go, guys. (laughs) Yeah, we, we really did try to think of everything and also curate like, you know, unexpected dates. So one of our favorite dates is we have a... Uh, for all of those literary fans out there, a book crawl in the junction here in Toronto. And it takes you to uh, five different independent bookstores that are all so unique in their own way. And then it ends off at a literary themed uh, bar, basically, where all of the cocktails are inspired by famous literary novels. So that's a really cool one. And uh, we have all sorts of different unexpected and unique date experiences. And I I like as well that it takes... So Nadia showed me this app when we reconnected, and I created my profile. I did everything that I needed to do to set it up, and you showed me how once we're in a connection, we're formed a connection on the app, it actually takes into account your interests and mine, the algorithm, to produce something that would match both our interests. Yeah, and that's a a great feature that I, I completely glossed over, and so you can essentially add as many connections as you'd like and you can toggle them on and off and say if I'm connected with you and my husband I can say well I want to go out with Alex tonight so I'm going to toggle her on and then it's going to pair our five recommended experiences based on our combined interests and then what I have uh, recommended for you and I could be completely different from mm-hmm. what me and my husband have as our recommended experiences because everyone's interests are so unique and different. That's so smart. I love how bespoke this platform is. What's your favorite date that's on there at the moment? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so this is actually, our listeners are getting a bit of an inside scoop of a date that is not yet live, but it's in the works, and it will be released probably next week, and it's a speakeasy bar crawl oh, fun. on the Ossington Strip, and it goes to uh, three different speakeasies that are also unique and 
I'm I'm really excited about this one. I love, you know, speakeasy bars. Uh, I've traveled a lot in the world and everywhere I go, whether it's like Lisbon or Barcelona, I always love checking out the speakeasies. So this one definitely spoke to me. Yeah, that speaks to me as well. I did my own uh, speakeasy bar crawl on Ossington a did couple you? weeks ago. Oh, no, I love that. <laughs> Which ones did you go to? Uh, I went to the gift shop. Yes. Which for anyone that doesn't know, it... it Reminds me of London. London has the best speakeasies, I have yes. to say. But it's run by this um, British man that it's a barber shop in the front. And then if you're lucky enough to get a spot uh, in behind it, it has a tucked away speakeasy bar. And yeah, it has that's all my a cool fa- one. It's so good. And they have all my favorite uh, British gins. And then I think we went to Bomer, which is more more of a restaurant. But yeah, nice. I love that. Yeah, yeah. There's so many great little speakeasies. So really, what we're doing with Tandem is uh, shining a spotlight on you know the city's local hidden gems. I love that. And so, what sets Tandem apart from other companies in the industry? Are there other companies in the industry? As I mentioned, we're kind of like a unique category where there's not really any dominant players. I would say. Similar would be uh, Airbnb experiences. The only thing is those experiences are hosted. Right. So do you really want like a third wheel coming on your like first or second date? No, not. I mean, if you really want to spice it up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, Airbnb would sort of be the big one. I would say like the alternatives that people are using right now for date planning is we see a lot of people are going on Google, seeing like what's going on in the city. They may reference uh, local blogs like Narcity or BlogTO. Mm -hmm which are great, uh, but they recommend so many different things and you have to kind of sift through hundreds of different restaurants or uh, art service organizations, whereas Tandem will recommend your top five best choices and then also have all of your itineraries ready to go. Um, So our unique value proposition is we curate unique experiences effortlessly so that's really like what our pillars are um i think you've really carved out a niche area for yourselves which i think is going to set you up for such a successful trajectory i mean you already are very successful but i can just see this blowing up and expanding to other cities down the line um that's our plan so coming to a city near you Yeah, we, we really do want to focus on, like, metropolitan um, areas because they are so rich in, like, culinary and mm. arts and culture, and they have a lot to offer, uh, you know, the people that live there. It's almost like being a tourism or a tourist in your own backyard, right? Yeah, and to your point earlier when you were saying people refer to, to blogs and everything, uh, one of my friends, Kelly, who runs a, a podcast called Millennial Minimalists in Toronto, check it out, guys, it's great. Um, she had someone on, I believe he wrote a book called The Paradox of Choice, yes. where you get way too overwhelmed by all your options. And I think that is something that is very useful about your app is that you're giving people a handful of options to pick up, pick from. You're making it super easy. Well, the choice paradox is people want choice. They don't want just one option, but they don't want too many options, right? Mm-hmm. So we actually followed, uh, this is kind of embarrassing, but we followed McDonald's chicken nugget sauce as our 
decision for only choosing five because McDonald's, when they launched their chicken nuggets, they only had five dipping sauce for oh, for selection, for choice. So that's where we sort of got, when we were thinking about numbers, that's how we landed on five. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a great insight to have. Speaking of insights, I'd be really interested to hear about if you've noticed any trends with the users on your app and yes. if anything surprised you about that. Yeah. So um, we've been doing, as all startups do, tons of uh, you know surveys, interviews, focus groups, getting outside, chatting with people. And we have a lot of data that we've been working with, as well as like in-app data to kind of see like what dates are resonating most with our users. And uh, I do want to share some trends. So one thing that we asked in a survey to singles in Toronto is who should be responsible for planning the first date? And uh, so 45% said it should be a collaboration. Okay. So we took that in consideration and uh, basically with our recommender system, how it takes into consideration both of your interests. And then you can share dates that you're interested in with your partner and get get the thumbs up, right? Like mm-hmm. this is one that we'll both enjoy. 30% said it should alternate. So this was kind of cool. Oh. So you should take turns like one on the first date, I'll, I'll plan the first date. On the second date, you plan the second date and so on and so forth. And... Uh, Guess how many people thought that the woman should plan the first date? 5%? That's actually pretty close. It was 0%. Wow. No one that we surveyed thought the onus should fall on the female. Interestingly, uh, there were a few men that thought that men should plan the first date. So uh, interesting because the people that responded to that specific question in that way were men. So had Mm -hmm. maybe a more traditional approach to planning dates. Okay, interesting. I wonder if that changes as the planning goes on, whether uh-huh. females feel as though they bear it mm-hmm. more so. So this there's a shift. I would say early in early stages in a relationship, it does seem like men might have to feel the need to plan the dates. And then as the relationship progresses into a little bit more of a long-term relationship, then we're hearing that women typically take on that responsibility. Uh, so that's certainly interesting, and I know we'll probably get into a separate <laughs> sidebar conversation about that. But there are some other stats, if mm-hmm. I can share, uh, Please, in terms yes. of our market research. We also asked them, what were the main reasons for going out on dates? And the top three reasons for going out on dates is, one, to spend quality time together with your partner. Two, to have meaningful conversations and to get to know them, especially early days because you're sort of vetting them and seeing, hey, is this person right for me? Mm-hmm. And then the third one was to have fun. So we love that. We want to and you know have really playful and fun dates. Uh, the other thing that was really interesting was how long should a first date be and what is the budget? So I don't know if you had any oh, thoughts around so this, but I've got the, I've got the stats. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will tell you. So I have some friends that fall into the camp that the first date, an hour, an okay. hour max. Get in, get out. Get in, get out. Leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a great out if you are not enjoying the date, but either way, keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Keep it to 
a non-committal one drink or a coffee. Yeah. And then if you want to go longer than that, see how it goes. I'm the kind of person, I suck at ending dates, and I've been on first dates that last way longer than necessary three, four hours. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's like a marathon. <laughs> yeah, it is a marathon, which uh, over time I tried to uh, scale back from. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd say, you know, I'm going to fall in the medium, maybe two hours. You are spot on. It's two <laughs> yes. hours. That is the ideal length of time that people think a first date should be. Uh, so that's what we keep in mind when we program and we curate these date experiences. And uh, in terms of budget, do you have any guesses on? Ooh, everyone's budget varies. That's it does. That's a tough one. Yes. Is this for the whole evening between both people we're saying budget? Uh, per person. Per person. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't... Oh, interesting. Let's say $30 per person. You know what? You're not far off. Uh, so our research shows 40 to $50 per person. And so that would be, you know, 80 to $100 on a first date. What we're finding is, uh, you know, if it's a special occasion, obviously people will be willing to spend a little bit more. Or as you progress later into the relationship, you may be willing to spend more. The average amount is $120 for a date. Interesting. That was me, my second guess. Yeah, it's a good guess. Uh, the other interesting thing that we found is the gendered differences in the barriers around planning a date. So I think this would be really interesting for the listeners is that we asked both men and women singles what the biggest barrier was when it comes to planning a date. And women said that scheduling was a big barrier for them and discoverability not knowing what's happening in their city not knowing what to do and then for men uh their two biggest barriers were it was very frustrating to plan a date right a lot of time and energy involved and then the second one was expectations so you know the expectations versus reality of a date wanting to impress their partner. Oh, interesting. So Mm -hmm. they felt as though um, in heterosexual relationships that the female had higher expectations of a first date than they could deliver? Yeah, I think that was their mentality. Uh, Whether that was accurate or not, we don't know. Uh, But it was, you know, will this live up to our expectations? Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess that does just come with online dating for both parties Mm -hmm. when you're meeting up with a person for the first time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My expectations were all always at the bottom. (laughs) 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 Always lead with low expectations. That's my (laughs) my motto. (laughs) Okay, that's really interesting. So let's um, roll it back for a minute to Mm -hmm. we were talking about... uh, female feeling women feeling as though they were taking more onus when it came to planning dates so chess and i did uh one of our first episodes was on the female load also known as the mental load which i know you're you're familiar with Mm -hmm. where women bear the brunt of um planning and scheduling everything at home in the home life and personal life right um on top of having their careers and it doesn't feel as though it's shared between both parties in the relationship yeah so has any 
anything around this come up in your market research? Yeah, definitely. And I want to say I really love that episode, by the way. I listened to it and, uh, you know, on a personal level, definitely resonated with a lot (laughs) of what you had to say. My husband is great and we love him. Um, But, you know, there are instances where uh, I tend to be like the social coordinator of my partnership, my romantic partnership. And it's gotten to the point where uh, his friends will now text me directly if they want to hang out with the two of us because I'm just kind of like the oversight of our schedules and whatnot. But um, it's interesting. I I saw a stat the other day that I thought uh, worked really well is women do 75% of unpaid work, whether that's, Mm -hmm. you know, domestic chores, whether that's scheduling, whether that's figuring out what to cook for dinner, right? All of this takes up mental capacity. And I don't know if you've ever like written an intense exam, but by the end of it, you're mentally exhausted and drained. So imagine taking on a lot of this like mental load day in and day out and how exhausting that is, right? And I know every relationship is different and there are definitely men that take on more of that uh, responsibility and that's great. But what we are seeing is in the research, women tend to be taking on a lot more of that mental load and emotional load. Uh, We actually did a round of surveys, interviews, chatting with people at Trinity Bellwoods. Um, And one thing that we heard a lot of is... Uh, women want men to take more of an active role in initiating and planning date nights. And then when we've talked to men, we say, what do you think about this? They said, I would love to take more responsibility and initiative. I just don't know where to even start. Entered tandem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was not an intentional plug. But um, yeah, and these insights are definitely consistent with the types of surveys that we're doing. So that's exactly why we built Tandem. It's to support and to provide social planners, whether that's men or women, a tool so that they can plan dates more effectively so that they can really focus on what really matters, which is spending quality time together and creating memories. And I think that's fantastic that you're doing that and you're um, able to support both people in the relationship and give men a, a place where they can find dates and plan accordingly. Because I did a little test, I was just curious, where I googled um, date ideas, a top five fun date ideas, blah, 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 blah. All of the sources were websites that are, I would say, a, are aimed to a female audience. And mm-hmm. I had my guy friend do the exact same thing because I thought, you know what, wait wait a second. This is probably, you know, being targeted, targeted. to me. So let's just see what he gets. And of his top eight responses, again, there were a handful there that were on websites that are aimed at women. So Hmm. men trying to find resources online for date planning, it's just, it's not necessarily there either. So that's great that you provide that for them. That's an interesting experiment that you tried. And it's It's it's, just two of us, mind you. I know, sample, sample, but it it is really interesting. And um, all of our experiences have a few different components, always a food and beverage component and always an arts and cultural uh, component. And we curate a, a very 
wide range of experiences from different budgets to different neighborhoods in Toronto. Um, and also keeping the gender differences in mind, uh, we're finding that a lot of our male users really love the arcade-based dates uh, for whatever reason. So we actually just added a second arcade-based date. And a lot of the females uh, have really been enjoying more of like the um, art gallery type dates. So it, it is really cool to see the gender differences. What have been some of the, the biggest barriers that you've had to overcome in setting up your own business and being an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the startup environment is one, so rewarding, but also very challenging, right? There's a new set of different barriers that you have to encounter and uh, hurdles that you have to go over. And it's just part of the process. So, you know, for me, it's really just taking that perspective. This is part of the journey. It's not the end. You know, that's really important. Just enjoy that journey. So um, I would say there are a few big barriers that we've encountered um, in the startup process. So the first is when we started building Tandem, it was for people who were in long-term relationships, people who were married, uh, to nurture those relationships. And we built a prototype and we reached out to a number of different beta testers who are in long-term relationships. And uh, we gave them access to the prototype and we said, we would love it if you went out on some dates and gave us some feedback. While they did give us some feedback on the prototype itself, we followed up a few times and we said, hey, have you had an opportunity to go out on a tandem experience? And they said, no, we haven't yet. We've uh, just been really busy and there's been some scheduling conflicts with the dates that we were interested in. So we went back to the drawing board and we're like, okay, so we'll make more of the dates more flexible and recurring so that it fits better into their schedules. Then we went back to them and we said, hey, have you tried a tandem date yet? And they would say, no, we haven't. And, I, you know, you press them a little bit more and you kind of see, well, why is that? And they would say, well, we, we just prefer to stay in and watch Netflix and hang out together. Interesting. So there is a little bit of a sense of complacency with couples in longer term relationships. And I get that. Like, you know, some days where I just am exhausted and you want to go back and relax and watch, you know, the latest episode of Succession. I get that. But, you know, then we realized that the solution that we were building was not for the right audience. And that's where we really had to take a step back and say, okay, who who's the solution for? We know that this is an issue, but it might not be for long-term couples or it might not be as pressing. So we did a lot more surveys and market research. And what we found was... It was singles or new couples that really needed the support because they are the ones that are going out on the dates. So that's where we had to pivot. And now things are really starting to click for us. That makes sense. I would have thought, though, that for those longer term relationships, this is an avenue to help them nurture their relationships and keep things spicy and interesting and yeah it it comes down to willingness of each couple right and there are some long-term couples that are very religious and they go on weekly dates or monthly dates and we love that but in terms of uh in a more general sense we just found that singles were the ones that like we have this problem it's dire we need help so we did shift our focus on the marketing and started curating more experiences that aligned with early on dates versus 
you know, more fun, more playful, more get to know you type dates than romantic dates. And also bearing in mind the length of it, because we talked about, you know, the average length of a first date being two hours. Whereas if you're in a longer term relationship, maybe your date nights are more like four hours because you want to really spend that quality time together. So I would say that was a big barrier for us, a big pivot, but we're glad that we did. And now we're back on track. Uh, The second barrier that we recently encountered was uh, we had built a prototype and then from there we collected user feedback, which was great. And then we built a web application where people could access Tandem on their mobile device uh, through their web browser. What we really wanted to do, though, was to have a app in the app stores on the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. So uh, we got all of our ducks in a row and we applied for both of them at the same time. We got in right away to the Google Play Store, which we're so excited about. And uh, the App Store wasn't quite as easy. We had to resubmit a few different times and go back to work with our developer to tweak a few things. We would resubmit it. So we went through that process a few times and I'm really excited and proud to say that we are now in both App Stores (laughs) officially. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we're so, yeah, so happy. And kudos to um, Mariel and the developers who really took lead on that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I do want to end on a success story, uh, another success story down the line. But you just brought up Marielle, and I'd be remiss if we didn't Mm -hmm. chat about her and how your partnership came to fruition. Yes. Uh, So Marielle is the uh, co-founder and CEO of Tandem Experiences. Her background is primarily in arts and culture, and uh, she's also at the intersection of technology, and she's uh, really skilled. She's taught herself how to code. Uh, so such an impressive individual, and I'm really lucky to be connected with her. So how we became connected was I was doing my MBA at uh, the Ted Rogers uh, School of Management, and uh, one of the professors uh, was also taking his MBA at Ted Rogers, and we got connected by doing uh, pitch and case competitions together. Um, and doing some coursework together. And he realized my, you know, focus and my strengths in business strategy and in marketing. And he said, I think I might know someone who you may want to connect with. And he knows Mariel uh, from their days in acting school, actually. So Oase is uh, an assistant professor at uh, Ryerson, also known as uh, Toronto Metropolitan. And he's also working um, on different startups in arts and culture. And uh, so they know each other or have known each other for a long time now. And he really has a gift of connecting people that can really complement one another's skills and experiences. So I would say our blend of skills and experience is really the perfect thing for Tandem Experiences because Marielle brings more of that arts and cultural lens and expertise, whereas I come at it more from um, my background is in marketing and food and beverages, and I'm a foodie at heart. Oh, you and me both. This is why we're friends. (laughs) This is why we're friends. So the two together is kind of like the basis of our date night curation. 
So, yeah, we have a really great, solid working relationship, and uh, we really empower one another and lift each other up. It's so important to have a co-founder because it can be quite a, a lonely journey. It can be. And how wonderful to have someone bring you two together and recognize Mm -hmm. that your skill set would be the perfect match. Yeah, we're so lucky to be have that introduction from always. I went to your website as well. On your about page, one of the first things that you highlight is how tandem is women led. Mm -hmm. Why was that important to you to highlight from the get go on the website? Because I, I think that's fantastic. Female empowerment and women in business, women in startups has always been really important to me. When I was doing my MBA at Ted Rogers, I was involved in the Women in Leadership Association um, and, you know, in doing, you know, that higher education, I really became aware of the lack of female representation in business and Mm -hmm. especially in entrepreneurship. I know. I was just reading the statistics ahead of this interview. It's it's brutal. And I mean, there's definitely need to be some institutional and societal changes to improve that. Uh, So I think for me, it was really important to highlight that Tandem is female founded. Not only that, but over 51% of the company, our employees, are women. And we love bringing women, hearing their perspectives, giving them a seat at the table, and giving them that entrepreneurial experience as well. And Canada is looking to double the number of female entrepreneurs that exist. Mm-hmm. I think the goal is to have that happen within the next two or three years. Two years, two years yeah. yes. Is this enough support? Or should more be done, in your opinion? Well, I mean, if there's only 17% of women in small businesses and startups, doubling it is not really going to get us very far. To be honest, that's my personal perspective. I'd love to see that number really increase where we're seeing an equal split mm-hmm. uh, between men and women. Um, for me, it's just really shockingly low. And I, I attribute it, you know, in part, some of them are institutional uh, factor. So it is good to see that the Canadian government is taking, you know, an active approach in this. I will say that there's just so many benefits to having women contribute economically, right? It reduces poverty, uh, gender violence. It encourages equality, health outcomes, innovation. And I know Canada is really focusing on being a leader in innovation. So you know, increasing those numbers is really going to add so much value. Um, Especially, you know, the pandemic has impacted women, I think, especially women who have young kids or aging parents where they have to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these women have had to take a step back from their careers. Yes. So uh, what it's also done, I think, is generated a lot more entrepreneurs, which is great to see as well. But at the same time, there's also a lot of challenges around fundraising because it's becoming so competitive. And what I'm seeing is that the fundraising available for females isn't really at the same level playing field as it is for our male counterparts. So that's something that I would also like to see a little bit more support. Mm, I agree with that, absolutely. What advice would you give to 
other women who are looking to become entrepreneurs or they're at the early stages mm. of their entrepreneurship? Yeah, I love that question. So uh, I think I have two pieces of advice. One is to have a solid support system. Um, even if you want to start creating that before you get into, you know, uh, the startup life. Um, for me, I'm really lucky that I have the support of my amazing team, my co-founder, um, my husband, my friends. Everyone's been so supportive and I've definitely leaned on them in multiple ways throughout the journey. So that's been really awesome. And also having someone in that support team who's also in the startup environment because no one really knows what it's like to be in the startup environment unless you're in it. So um, I've reached out to uh, people in my network who are also founding their own companies. And it's just really great to talk shop and to have that relatability. Definitely. I would even encourage people to use their LinkedIn network. You can just connect with someone, write them a short message say, hey, I, I've noticed your career tra trajectory. I'm also interested in something similar. Would you be willing to have a casual Zoom chat, mm -hmm. which is, you know, low commitment, not even, doesn't even have to be in person. And I bet you nine times out of 10, people are super willing to very willing and very generous advice. with their time. Exactly. So even if you don't have anyone within your network with that background, um, and expertise, look outside of that. Join professional organizations as well. You and I are both within yeah. the same one, um, Monday, Girl. Monday Girl. And uh, it's really been so invaluable to me with building relationships and picking people's brains about what they're doing and applying it to my own professional life and career. Yeah, 100%. I mean, to go alone, you can go fast, but to go as a team, you'll go so much further. So just having that support, I think, has been really great. And yeah, in terms of, you know, your mental health and everything like that, it's just so key and so important. And the second piece of advice that I would share with female uh, entrepreneurs or aspiring female entrepreneurs or and entrepreneurs in general don't have to be female. But for me, I'm just such a perfectionist and I always have been a very type A personality. And I think it could be to a bit of an impediment, especially in the startup environment where, you know, uh, things are just changing so quickly. Mm -hmm. So I've adopted the new motto that done is better than perfect. Like just That's... get it out there. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent, but yeah, done is better than perfect. That is hilarious because that was my biggest learning this year. I love that. Yeah. I am the same as you in that sense. And I was just like, you know what? I need to stop being so perfectionist about everything. And just like to remind yourself, like if you're scrutinizing every single little detail that doesn't, it do, won't make a difference. You just, I just tell myself like done is better than perfect. Let's go. I'm going to write that on my mirror and lipstick. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So I'm forced to see it every day. Um, who inspires you and, and why do they inspire you? Yeah. So I would say my biggest inspiration, uh, I come from a family of very strong women and um I would say the biggest inspiration is my grandmother mm -hmm. uh my baba uh is what I call her and she grew up in Angola Africa uh she came to Canada during the war uh fled to Canada with with a family 
uh, four children and not not knowing the language and mm. uh, having to basically restart her life. So I, I just think that's so empowering and so inspiring to see that. And she continues to be one of the strongest people I know mentally and physically. And she's 80 years old. So I just love that about her. She is a fighter. She has endured hardship. And she's also just one of the most positive people, which I really respect and admire about her. That's lovely. One of her closing questions is, what does being a feminist mean Mm. to you? For me, uh, Being a feminist is really about removing barriers, removing limitations, and I'd love to see a world in which female-identifying individuals have the same equal rights as our male counterparts do, Um, whether that's in our personal lives, whether that's in business, whether that is societal advantages, political, in all areas of life, I would love to see an equal playing field. You and me both. Okay, and our last more light and fun question that we close with is we have a Big Vag Energy Spotify playlist. I love this. We ask every single person that comes on here to give us a recommendation of a song by a female artist that resonates with them, whether it's related to their childhood or teenage years or a specific experience or or anything um so yeah give us give us a song and tell us why it's your choice yeah I probably thought about this more than I should have (laughs) (laughs) not gonna lie I kept like going back and forth I had some good contenders and I changed my mind um I would say for me uh I love house music I grew up with it and uh we don't see a lot of female DJs Uh, In fact, there's only 10% of the world's DJs are women. And it's obviously a difficult lifestyle, especially if you have a family. So I can understand why that is the case. Uh, So I've selected the artist Nora Ampure. She is a really talented DJ. I love her music, specifically the song Delta. I love the way that she incorporates deep house and with like a tropical style and includes nature elements. Like she often includes like sounds of like the streams or water flowing and birds chirping. So that's really cool. It has like the ability to both calm me down and like get me motivated for the day at the same time, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I would say Nora on Pure would be my artist and Delta would be my song selection. I don't think we've had any songs within that genre. I had a look. There's lots of bangers, definitely, but lots more pop. So more I was pop. like, I'm going to throw a curveball because I like that. my earlier thought was Iggy Azalea work. I just love that it it gets me pumped up and it's about it talks about like the struggle and work ethic and um yeah just keeping going but I was like yeah we're going to throw in a new genre here. <laughs> I like it. We're going to add both. Awesome. Okay, I love yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. You're you're welcome. Thank you so much for your time today, Nadia. It's been so nice to do this in person, and it's so different. It's like the energy bouncing off each other has been great. It's it's great. I agree. Well, yeah. thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be on the show, and so nice to hear about all of your great initiatives with the Big Vag Energy, and I'm looking forward to listening to more episodes. Thank you. Thank you.
the episode description, we've linked out to where you guys can download the Tandem Experiences app on your phone. You can also give them a follow on Instagram and on TikTok. Their handle for both platforms is at Tandem Experiences. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, leave a review, and share it with anyone that you think might like it or learn from it. Make sure to also give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is the Big Badge Energy Pod, and you can email us with any ideas or feedback at the Big Badge Energy Podcast at gmail.com.